welcome. This is Mibbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of Mappet Marketing. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and I'm really looking forward to talking to you today about how to use your webinars as a lead generation. Now, I want to say that I have been to many really, truly bad webinars in the past that are free ones that have sent you just a long sales pitch, and that's just not my style. Um, I also also want to say that I am not talking about using them for a launch, like a course launch, uh, because that's a slightly different technical way. You have to do a bit more hard sell. This is for quite a soft sell one for just getting leads, particularly for a business to business um, thing and how that works. And I've, I've had a lot of success with this myself, so I'm, I'm sharing from what I've learned for you. Um, if you've got questions that are coming out today, um, do come and be part of our Map It Marketing Facebook group. And a lot of the stuff in here on the ethos I do is part of my book, Be a Spider Builder Web. So I'm going to put a link to that in the show, note, show notes. Um, it's a book that you can get on Amazon or you can get it directly from us or at all good online uh, booksellers. So you can have a look at that as well. But let's get in and talking about this. So, so oh, and also, um, I had surgery about 14 days ago and I'm pretty much okay. I'm feeling really energetic, but my brain just occasionally stops working, which is a brand new thing for me. So if I sound a bit flaky halfway through and then I have to recapture myself, that's what's going on. I do have notes um, and I haven't numbered my notes because in the past when I've numbered my notes, things haven't gone too well. So let's just get through and start. So before I start walking through the the webinar I thought I'd just share with you what I actually use for our webinars uh, because obviously there's a thing around you know what how do you host them where do they go and of course you can just run a webinar using zoom or something else instead I personally use Demio and I'll put a link to it in the show notes the reason I use it is because I like having really interactive webinars I really like having um, an opportunity for people to talk to me easily plus I like being able to do things like polls and um, have handouts and um, be able to do things like give links and pop-up links and things just to make things a bit more interactive make things more interesting and Demio just ticked all those boxes plus it interacts really well with Active Campaign which we use for our marketing automation um, and so but I've also used Webinar Ninja I really love Webinar Ninja I use that first of all um, the only reason that I stopped using it is we had a slight technical issue with it with Active Campaign for some reason. It was just our account. There was something weird going on. So I was looking around for something else that I could use instead. And I also wanted to be able to fit more seats on, more people on. Um, I have an account that allows me to have 150 people on a webinar at a time. Um, you can buy different ones. Most webinar platforms have different ones. Um, and then the other thing that I do is when we, we're having a webinar is I use Eventbrite to help promote it and do my ticketing through it. And we just do a Zapier connection between Eventbrite and Demio so that when something is purchased, 
um, it automatically enrolls them in the Demio one. So I use a webinar platform. It just makes life easier for me. Um, it means I don't, we, I still maybe use a bit of admin support to set up some of these things, but I'm not having to use people to connect things up, make things work. It just, for me, it's just much easier. You can use Zoom, um, a Zoom link, like using Eventbrite too and things. You know, but for me, I just really wanted to have that interactive ability. So that's why I'm using it. Right. So that's all the technical stuff out of the way. So let's just talk about webinars as lead generations, because like I hear a lot of people say, look, you shouldn't do free webinars. Uh, people know they're rubbish. Well, I get sometimes I sometimes well quite often fill my 150 seat uh, webinars fill up free webinars. Um, that says to me that I'm not having that issue. And one of the things that I love about webinars is that it's your face talking to people, they can see your interactions, they can see your expression. And I really believe it's important to have your face showing that you shouldn't just have slides. I have slides, my slides don't have a lot on them, they're ready to help me remember what I meant to say. But it's really important because our, our conversation is the best way for us to build trust. So I really am a big believer in using webinars. Sometimes there are people that have never met me before that come on, but I see it, consider them quite brave. I see it as kind of being not very top of the funnel, but kind of a little bit further down and kind of in that middle section because you have to have a certain amount of intent to register and actually turn up for a webinar. Um, I allow for a long time I used to be like if you don't turn up to the live one bad because you just can't come but COVID changed a lot of that for me and so now I'm quite relaxed about having um, people not turn up to the webinar but what I do is I have materials that you can only get if you turn up to the live one and I got that off someone else I think it's a really good way of going hey if you turn up I give you these extra bits and pieces. You obviously get to ask me questions and interactions, but here's some resources or extra bits and pieces that you get. And then if you don't, you're not able to attend, you can still watch the webinar, but you don't get it because you're not going to get as many sort of ongoing sales or things because they can just fast forward on the replay. So um, I'm, I want to give the people that have turned up a lot more um, because they're more likely to take action as well once we get to the sales point. Um, the other thing that I also recommend with webinars is people often ask around length of time. Um, I do either a 60 or a 90 minute webinar. I've actually done six hour webinars. Um, I have a, a thing called Map It, which is an in-person thing. And I've done that as a six hour webinar across either the full day or two half days. And that's also had a lot of people come to it and it's a free one, it has a lot of impact. Um, I don't do them so much, mainly just because of her pure exhaustion on my part. Um, but, uh, but that has also worked super, super well. Um, I think it, the key thing is, is that, you know, when I'm doing it, I'm thinking about how I'm serving the people that are coming to it. Um, but I tend to do 60 minute, uh, my sort of standard free ones. And then if it's a paid one, it's 90 minutes. Um, and I still will sell during a paid one, not really heavily fast, but I will still do that because sometimes I'm offering it as a paid one, um, just as a low level to kind of get that kind of, hey, get used to the idea of paying me money, um, get the idea of, you know, if you're paying for something here, then maybe you're more likely to buy something later on. So you can do both, but I prefer using free as much as possible. And for me, um, my series that I do that is free tend to be things around some of the base skills that I know you need to have as a marketer, but aren't actually the strategic part of it. And I think that's one of the things that's really key with this. You know, when we talk about, you know, 
what sort of content you should have on a webinar. For me, the content that works best is when you give people tactics, but you don't give them strategy or you give them a lot of information, but not the nitty gritty of how to do those things. And what happens with that is, and I've been to webinars like this. Um, I went to an excellent one run by Jenna Kutcher, who's a very well-known person and an excellent presenter. And she did one on Pinterest. Now as a marketer, I could watch it and I took heaps of notes and I could apply nearly all of it because I already had a really good base understanding from the strategic point of view of how to do those things. But if you didn't have that, then you couldn't do that and you would need her help. Or you might have decided that this is a season that you're going to invest and do something and you're just going to get that other person to help go through that process faster because, of course, getting an expert to help you is going to make it faster. So I think that, you know, in terms of like people worry about, you know, how much material should I give away and am I giving away too much of my value? I'm a real believer in giving as much information as possible because it really does help build that trust. And some people won't need you, but they will still go away with a really good taste in their mouth about you because they're like, hey, this person gave me lots of value. They were super good. That was really useful. Um, but they will still also, um, you know, maybe not need you. And that's still OK. Right. So that's that is totally what we want to be doing and focusing on. Um, do they work? Absolutely. I'm not a hard seller. I don't like hard sell. Um, even when people work with us and interact with us um, individually, I'm not going, you have to work with us. Occasionally I get super excited about someone. And so then it maybe it might come across a little bit like that. But most of the time, you know, we're real believers. And if you're going to pay money with us, you have to feel very calm and collected about it. So I'm not about selling that in a really fast way. And I think that you can do that with webinars too. So you don't have to suddenly become this really crazy um super scary salesperson who's doing all this really heaps and heaps of stuff that doesn't necessarily have to happen but there is some structure around that um so yes webinars definitely work really well as lead generation I wouldn't be doing them still if they didn't um, and they also work really well as trust building and they work really well to build a community around you um, and I think that's what's really key I do find sometimes that there are there are a couple of people who are like serial freebie people. And I think that's one of the reasons that I did start doing some paid webinars because I found that there were some people who just came to everything that was free and also then would start to email and ask for extra stuff, which I found quite hard. This is maybe not putting me in the best light, but I'm really a big believer in being honest about these things. And so that's when I started doing some that were paid because I could start seeing that there were some people getting a lot of value and growing their businesses really successfully from some of the free things that I was doing. Um, and that was totally good because I want that to happen. But we're also starting to, I feel, take that freedom for granted. And that helped me kind of get that line back. Uh, but I'm very happy with the series that I have that's free. Um, you know, when we're doing a new one, we'll often charge for it. And then, you know, once it becomes more commonplace, it becomes something that's like, hey, it's a beginner series. So, you know, we're, we're going to um, make this free. So, so I think that, you know, it does work. I think that if you really want to build trust, if you're a service-based business, you really should be considering using a webinar to help build that lead generation. Um, in terms of selling, um, my basic guiding right, right around that is that if you've got a 60-minute 
webinar, no more than 10 minutes across that entire webinar should be involved in talking about yourself, promotion and selling. So that's, um, I normally break that into two five minute sections. Um, and, and that's because, you know, people have come to build trust in you. So you can sell a very sell very effectively in just five minutes. Five minutes, not too long. It's trust building again, and it really helps people see what you're doing. They expect a bit of selling because it's free, but it's not overboard and they're going to come away with a lot of value and feel really good about you. So that's what I would do. I've heard horror stories of people who sell for 20 or 40 minutes in a 60 minute thing. And I just don't think that that's okay at all. Um, you know, this is really about us continuing to build that trust relationship. I talk about that in Be a Spider Builder Web around how we're kind spiders. We don't pounce on people. And so that's really important. Um, one of the other things that I recommend is that you ask permission to sell. So I do, a, and I'm going to break down with you what my structure is later on. Um, but when I'm doing my introduction section, I actually tell them that I'm going to sell to them later on, but that I'm going to make sure that there's lots of value before that. I ask if that's okay. And then I say that there'll be value afterwards and I get their approval. Um, and obviously if someone says no, well, bad luck. But, you know, it just means that they know it's coming, they know it's happening, and I know it's coming, and then I can relax into it because we all know that we're on the same page. So that's one of the things that I do, kind of like a warning bell, just to make sure that they know that that's happening, but they also know that I'm not launching into it. So if I start, if we start the, the uh, webinar at 11 o'clock and I start selling at 11 35 they don't go oh my gosh my now got 25 minutes they know that there's more stuff coming on after that so they know they can relax and listen to the sales pitch at that time I think that's a really important part of that I also integrate a bit of selling throughout the time I think that's something that we learn to do as we become more confident where I refer to bits and pieces so that people get an understanding so there's no real sort of shock to the system um, I do like having as many people on the live as possible. I find if there's less than 15 people, um, which has happened sometimes, it's really hard to get conversation going. And I will also say that there has been an instance where I have banned someone from my webinar because they were disruptive and they were asking questions that were disrupting everybody else and driving them crazy. And I have removed that person. And I think that that is part of what you can learn to do um, as you do these things is it's really a good idea for you to start thinking about boundaries as well um, because it can get overwhelming for me because I'm quite easily um, I can easily focus I'm quite happy for people to ask questions and chat it's really important that as you're writing you think about questions that you can write in your notes of things to ask people to talk to. And I often like starting with showing people where the chat is at the beginning of the webinar and saying hello in there and showing them and ask them to say hello in there so they get an idea and just say, hey, where are you coming from? Or tell me your name. I can see their name. But just it helps get those conversations going. And I always know it's a good webinar when I start seeing some side conversations going on where they start sharing ideas and things like that and I can contribute into that. Um, so I have my chat going while I'm doing my webinar, so I keep an eye on it. I don't use someone else. I don't need to. Uh, but if you struggle with that, you can always use someone else to manage those things for you. But I, I mean, I'm only doing 150. I don't have 1,000 people online. So it, it's okay for me. Um, so 
let's just have a little look at the structure that I would do. So I would always start um, with welcome everyone and, and get them to talk and, and start to talk. And while we're doing that, I then um, do a slide that is basically what we're going to cover. And it's what's covered in the advertising. And it's just a rundown of what we're going to cover during that time. I find this helps me get in the zone, but it also means that we're starting with what the value of this webinar is, reminding them why they're there and why it needs to be happening. We also set out a few ground rules, like it's really important that you ask questions if you need to, that there'll be time at the end for really good for questions if you want to, um, and that it will go. So I also have a slide that often says, hey, I go quite fast because I'm someone who likes to pack a lot of value in. And so give them those kind of warnings. And that's partly because I've run uh, webinars in the past and had feedback. From a couple of people lots will like it because they have lots of information some people feel that it's too fast so i say hey if, if we go too fast i'm managing for everyone in the group and remember you have the replay and you'll be sent the replay at the end of the session so that's a really important part for me to remind them that they can do that and the benefit of going fast or adding lots of value is if they're more likely to watch the replay that gives them an opportunity to remember me as more as well so that actually works quite well so I start with what I'll cover then I do an introduction I start off with saying who I am Rachel Clava and then I also talk a little bit about my background so kind of my pedigree I guess of who I am and what I do and then I share what we do as a business and what we focus on and I share our mission. Um, and this just helps sort of frame kind of who I am, but also what I'm potentially going to sell. And then I also at that time say what I'm going to sell later on in the webinar. And I say I'm going to share some information and some value with you. And then later on, um, just so you know, about two thirds of the way through, I am going to share with you how you can work with us. Um, there's never any pressure, but I'm just going to share with that. Plus, otherwise, you can, otherwise you can keep in contact. And I think one of the things around this is is that obviously I would love it if people end up working with us. So I'd love it if people came and be part of my coaching program. I'm running a webinar tomorrow um, in time of recording or two days time, and for that I'm actually selling my coaching program. And I'd love it if people come, but if they don't, not quite ready, or if it's not a fit. I also give them options to join our Facebook group, listen to the podcast. So they're coming in and they're listening to that. So they may, may be listening to this um, to be um, make sure that they have a download. I might have a download or something like that, that they can get. So I'm trying to find other little ways to keep them in my spider, sticky spidery web, which is part of that be a spider builder web book, trying to put that in to help them really work out you know, do I want to stick around? Is this someone I might want to work with? I'm not quite ready now, but here's something else I can do. Um, and so I think that's a really important part of that is to really think about how you can keep them engaged with you, even if they're not quite ready. And part of that is also, and I'm flipping ahead a bit, but part of that is also that um, I do often for many of the webinars have a series of six follow-up emails that have um, a little bit about what we do, but also builds that relationship up as well. Never hard sell on those. We can talk about emails at a different time, but that's part of that, that structure that we do. So I do 
what we'll cover, the intro, and then I'm going to throw in a whole lot of value. So I really like to think about what I'm doing around this. So part of um, my structure that I teach people is this list of 10 structure where you think of 10 things around a topic and you can use it for a blog or you can use each point as a single post. And so 10 points is actually great for a webinar or nine or seven and going into those points. Um, so I'll often use that structure to work out what I'm going to focus on in a webinar. And I walk through it, I, I will do live testing or live showing as I'm doing that to give some ideas and break it down so we're not just looking at a screen. Um, and I'm always looking at how to do explanations. Now, with my, um, my uh, webinar section that I use, um, sometimes there's a few like technical glitches, so I always warn about that too before we start doing things. So if people suddenly get logged out or... I lose internet or something like that. I do also um, warn people that I'll be popping back on. That has happened. So I do try to eliminate risks, but lots of value. I make notes of where I can ask questions of people to get them engaged uh, because getting that engagement keeps that active and keeps them thinking and talking. And so it stops being so passive. And then about two thirds of the way through that content, when I feel like it's a, a natural space to do it and I've planned that out, that that is the natural space, I will come into selling. Now, when I started this, one of the things I picked up is I would totally change the tone of my voice and I would totally change the way that I sold uh, because I felt uncomfortable. So one of the things I'm really focusing on is to keep that same energy and intensity that I have through the webinar during that time. And I think as people that as we learn to sell, is we should be always looking at how can we continue to improve the way that we develop and create these things because it can be quite hard to work these things out um, and that's something that I became aware of that I was like what well, I, I want to sell to you but I don't I, I know that people can be oversellers and and webinars so I'm really careful not to do that and you know that doesn't do me any favors it doesn't do people who actually want to work with us any favors so I'm really focusing on keeping that energy level. And so, so this might be something for you to be aware of. I have downloadable um, forms. I have inquiry forms and things like that that people can do during this time. Um, and so it is quite soft. It's quite, it's, it's quite stressful, but I can see how many people are downloading it. In fact, I can see who downloads it. Um, and so I use that then. And then I use some of those lighter things like, you know, to podcasts and stuff like that as warm-ups through the rest of the webinar. So once I've done that sales pitch and I've done that stage, I then continue, I, I do a little bit more information and then we move into a question and answer session. And I also use that as an opportunity for anyone to ask questions about some of the services we've got to, to have that. And then we wrap it up and it works really nicely. People come away with a really positive feeling around it most of the time, I think. Um, and it's a good way to do it. And then, what we do is once that is written, that is created um, and the replay is all set, then they will get a link to that replay. Um, if they've attended, they get an email. If they didn't attend in person, they get a different email and then they get the follow-up emails walking through and helping them um, if they want to make a decision. Again, this isn't a hard, hard sell. I am not doing it in a way where we're going, okay, you've got 45 minutes now to get this special deal because I don't actually offer um, deals like that. That's not how we sell as a business. And that's quite a different way of selling. 
but it is a this is a very effective way to build your brand to build trust and to get webinars used as an effective lead generation for your business as you're growing that I hope that's been helpful to you. I hope that that process has been helpful to you. If you have any questions about the process or want to ask about it, do come and be part of our Facebook group of marketing. You can ask questions in there. And um, I'll also put the link to the book, uh, to Demio, and also um, to our coaching program in the show notes in case you want to have a look at those things. Uh, our coaching program um, the next one starts 2nd of August and then the other one will be in March of 2023. So that's the next one. So uh, we're taking bookings for both if you're interested. And otherwise, I'm pretty good. I don't think my brain faded too much once I started talking and had my notes. It was okay. Um, if you're new to the show, uh, I would love it if you checked out a few more. And if you loved it, um, please do leave a review. It does help other people trust this podcast and if you hated it you're very welcome to not leave a review um, you can just you can just hold that hold that inside and we'll be okay uh, but thank you so much for listening in next week uh, we have got a beautiful story from an amazing um, mother and son run business um, the damson collection and I'm really looking forward to sharing with you some of the things I learned around how they run that together and um, some of their hopes and dreams for their business. So until then, have a great week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.